Hello, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to Tech Unravel, brought to you by Vistacom, where we unravel the AV industry, going beyond the buzzwords, getting real and dirty with experts and thought leaders from a wide variety of sectors within Pro AV. I'm Josh Herring, Marketing Communications Specialist with Vistacom. And I'm Leanna Russell, Vistacom Sales and Marketing Manager, and we are your hosts. All right. So for this episode, you guys are in for a treat. We are finally joined by the one and only Michael O'Halloran. Um, he's with us today to talk all about the buzzworthy display technology, Direct View LED. It's been a long time coming, so we're really excited to talk about it, kind of dive deep into what it's all about. Um, just to give Michael a quick um, intro here, he is a regional account manager with Planar. Um, he has over 13 years experience in the digital displays business, both in the technical and pre-sale side, as well as managing regional accounts, um, having a varied experience over 10 years at Samsung prior to joining Planar. Um, so thanks for being here, Michael. We're really glad you, you were able to join us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, like Josh said, we've uh, wanted to have you on the show for a while, um, and especially to talk about today's topic, Direct View LED. But before we dive into that, um, Michael, just give us a quick intro as far as uh, what Planar has to offer and what you're typically walking clients through on a day-to-day -day basis. Sure. Uh, so Planar actually turns 40 this year. Uh, we started in 1983. Uh, we've always been in the display business. Um, way back then, we were making electroluminescent displays that were daylight readable screens before LCD screens. Um, as the display market emerged, we got into LCD technology, uh, LCD video walls, uh, commercial large format and desktop monitor solutions. Uh, but video wall is uh, what we're most known for these days for sure. Um, direct view LED as well as LCD video wall options. Very nice. Um, Vistacom and Planar have had a fantastic partnership over the last uh, several years, and they're always a go-to partner for ours when it comes to video walls, and especially recently where we've seen an influx of just interest and demand in video walls in general. Um, a lot of our clients will come to us saying they're interested in video walls, but not quite sure what to do. Um, and most recently, we've been... Um, directing and recommending um, our clients over to the direct view LED side just because of um, you know some of the unique applications we're seeing out there and um, you know the amazing technology that direct view LED is itself so as we dig in um, let's start high level and um, Michael can you start by helping our listeners just understand exactly what we mean when we say direct view LED sure. Um, maybe I'll, if, if I'm not going to slow it too far down, take it a step back to just video wall in general. Yeah. Um, so video wall, we're talking large video screens, right? Measured in feet more than inches. Um, you know, 25, 30 years ago, it was a projector and a screen. And we're very familiar with that. And it worked for large images for a very long time. Um, it's the digital explosion where things have really started to significantly change in the industry in the last you know, 15 or 20 years um, because there's alternatives to projection. So for all the great things projection does, the limitations are uh, you know, ambient lighting, uh, two-piece components of projector and screen, uh, you know, focus. We all know why projectors are, are you know, falling the wayside to modern technologies. Um, in recent year, you know, going back to the last couple decades of where direct view LED is now prevalent, um, you take a step back to just large displays, right? So um, if you go back 15 years ago, LCD screens were, were maxing out in the 65 or 75 inch screen size. Um, so to get a large screen in the front of a room, uh, it was still a projector or the LCD video wall technology began emerging. So an LCD video wall is, is taking your LCD panels like your desktop monitor, your home television, and then they're optimized and engineered in a way to get the bezels around them as thin as possible. So when tiled, you know, more than one screen put directly adjacent to another, the bezels don't become obtrusive to the image that you're seeing. So, and that's where Planar really cut its teeth in the video wall market with a solution called the Clarity Matrix LCD line, still available today in Gen 3. Um, 
So that was the way you were able to get something bigger than a 65 inch screen, you know, you know, again, 10 or 15 years ago. Um, now we have LCD screens that unbox up to a hundred inches in diagonal. So that's, that was a two by two of 46 inch screens 15 years ago for your standard conference room. Um, now that technology has gotten us a long way to delivering, you know, now we're working with, you know, big building blocks and, and minimal obstructions and we could fill a wall with them. And those are our first video walls. Um, what direct view LED does is it completely eliminates those bezels and produces a, a large uniform picture. So direct view LED isn't, um, isn't new. It's been optimized for more use cases. Um, I usually talk about the term jumbotron, right? Uh, the, the jumbotron is a, a term that's been thrown, you know, used, uh, I think Sony started it in the early eighties and that's when direct view LED for video screens was, was starting. Um, so the billboards on the side of the highway, um, the huge screens inside the stadiums, um, the Times Square types and Las Vegas types of installations, those are all direct view LED. And again, the technology has been around for decades. Um, what the technology is, is a bunch of individual light emitting diodes assembled to make a picture. And when you're looking at uh, a billboard, those diodes tend to be spaced, you know, 15, 20, 25 millimeters apart. You know, 25 millimeters, that's, that's an inch, right? So an inch apart, but from 250 feet away down the roadway, it appears like a clear image. Um, now, when we're talking about your conference rooms, uh, your command and control centers, your lobbies, um, you're, 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 you get a lot closer to the wall than 200 feet. So where the advancements in the technology has come, is pushing those pixels closer and closer together so that you can walk up to a 16 foot wide, 10 foot tall video wall and it look, you know, flawless as close as six or seven feet away. Um, and then, so that's that's what video walls are. So they're they're made up of LED diodes and assembled to be as, as large as the project requires. Um, and there are no bezels or seams because it's all made of product to align perfectly. Yes. So the way, so in a nutshell, I guess, um, LED really is those individual pixels, right? Absolutely. Versus, versus LCD, which would be kind of the, the flat panels that do have physical size limitations. Um, yeah. That's kind of how I think about it. Is that right? That's right. I mean, yeah. the, the, you want to get into the nerd sauce here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your LCD screens are filters, right? So your LCD is made up of a certain number of pixels. And then there's always a light behind the screen that shines through the screen to create that picture. And then those filters are generally made in standard resolutions of, you know, full HD or UHD. That's the number of pixels that populate the screen. Um, and they're made in various sizes. Um, the LED technology is, is based off of, um, we can create those same resolutions, but the size of the overall screen is going to change depending on how closely those pixels are spaced together. So, you know, uh, an H, a full HD screen is 1920 by 1080. Um, so if you were to take a pixel and space them every one millimeter apart, um, you know, you would be 1980 millimeters wide for your video screen. And if you were to space them 10 millimeters apart, your screen is going to be 10 times the size. And it will still be the same resolution because we have the same number of dots up there, but it's going to be way bigger and you're going to, want to be way further back to be able to see it clearly. Got it. So can you kind of kind of quick go over why we're seeing people gravitate more towards direct view LED. What does it provide that the flat panel LC displays are lacking? So the, the first, in a single display, the largest you're going to get is that 98 or 100 inch. We have a 105 inch out now, but it's a 21 by nine aspect ratio. There's just limitations in the LCD panel fabrications as to how large a physical display can be. Um, and aside from manufacturing, you then need to deliver and install that massive piece of display as well. Um, so the basic building block of an LED wall is, is you know, our basic building block of an LED wall for planar is uh, two feet wide by 1.1 feet tall. 
So you can carry those boxes pretty much anywhere and start to assemble your wall. Um, trying to bring in a 100-inch screen that ships in a box that's nine feet, you know, nine feet long, three and a half feet wide. You need you need to be able to get somewhere with those things. Um, and, and so, but so now if we're going to go bigger than those screens, right? So it, that's a popular question I always get: is like, when do you consider a direct view LED video wall? Well, when a 98-inch screen isn't quite big enough. Um, you know, again, assuming that you're going to not consider projection to stay more more modern and current, and we could talk about the differences between projection and direct view LED. Um, but for the 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 options of direct view against an LCD video wall, let's just start with like say a 165 inch diagonal three by three of 55 inch screens. In an LCD array, that, that's what that's described, three wide, three tall, 55 inch panels. Um, you now have nine displays and you've got seams running in between all nine of those displays. And all of those displays will require maintenance over its lifespan to main, maintain their color uniformity. So that's one of the biggest things. So one, the interruption to the image of having bezels actually interfere with your picture quality. Uh, the one that we always hear is like, no one likes reading Excel on an LCD video wall. The way the lines of the wall add to the interruption to the lines of the sheets, <laughs> people hate it. Yeah. Um, Very frustrating. And then when we're showing LED walls, it's always like, put an Excel up there so I can see what that looks like. And then, yeah. you know, it it's glowing reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah. So eliminating the bezels is the first part. Uh, the next part is your, your image uniformity and color uniformity. So you have nine displays that are all independent displays, and those displays will age independent of each other over their lifespan. So to maintain that white balance and that consistent color across all nine of them, the wall needs to be maintained with some sort of with, with color balancing. Um, the next is like in a heavy use environment, your LCD video wall will, will start to approach its end of life and usage and show lots of wear in, you know, you know, the, the longest warranty available for them is five years, and they'll significantly start to show their age in that sixth year. And you want to be having your replacement budget for updating an LCD wall. Again, in a heavy use environment, we put a lot of these solutions into command and control and 24-7 runtime, you know, uses, and you're going to replace LCD in those applications. Uh, your LED wall is going to operate twice as long and will always match itself. So, um, you know, the first thing is that there are no bezels. So when we're talking of that 165 inch diagonal, it would be a, a large, seamless, flawless uh, video wall. Um, and the wall will always match itself. So, you know, there's not gonna be a tile or a section of it that's gonna age independent of each other. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna always match. And in that reuse environment, it's gonna deliver you you know, a good 10 years of, of operational life cycle on it. Um, and then, you know, there's a whole, there's a bunch of different picture quality performances that you can get from um, your, your direct view LED solutions. And, and, and then it really just starts to just change the game. <laughs> um, direct light ultra cabinets um, in these large video walls, it's an HDR product with high peak brightness um, and the, the picture on it is, I describe it as like looking at a hand-built uh, OLED television, but again, as big as you're, 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 you're limited to 16 foot wide, 20 foot wide walls that have that sort of brilliance. Um, so those, those aren't needed everywhere, but even the other sort of applications for like our, our entry level lines for use cases of uh, large conference rooms and boardrooms, um, you know. It's, it's just starting, it's just the trend. Right. I guess why is because the technology advances and older technology is still suitable for tons of other applications, but now it's more cost effective because the bleeding edge has moved over here and the really expensive stuff will probably be the technology that we're selling more regularly in another three or four years. Um, so the, the products continue to advance and the prices continue to come down and I, you know, it, I think it's sometimes a little more costly than people think or anticipate, um, especially if they budgeted from a projector or a screen. Um, but I think once they understand how much better the solutions look, you know, 
a thousand nit brightness of color accurate display versus a projected image in a room that you always have issue with the lights from the hallway coming in or, or whatever it is, you know? So it's just, it's, they're, they're, <laughs> it's really a preferred technology. Like yeah. from being, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I do just have to throw in there that seeing the brilliance and the quality of these in person is a game changer. We've seen, you know, we've been to Planar's showroom dozens of times um, and we've brought in clients there as well. And every time it never fails that we're impressed. Anyone who's with us is impressed. And it's just, it's, it's different seeing them in person as you're trying to make a decision than anything. So, so we've got about 20 showrooms currently in the country um, because it's very important to understand these things, right? Like, so the, the primary specification um, when discussing a direct view LED wall is what's known as pixel pitch. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, you know, our, our, our offering in that goes down to a 0.6 millimeter. So our, our, I'll, I'll ramble through the pitch stops. So we go from a 0.6 to a 0.7 to a 0.9 to a 1.2 to a 1.5 to a 1.8 to a 2.5 to a 3.9 and on. But when you're, you're trying to determine the difference between a 1.2 and a 1.5, and it's 0.3 millimeters. So I guess I know what 0.3 millimeters looks like on a ruler. <laughs> and when I see a quote, I'm going to see that it, it, it comes out to about 25% more or less on a quote. But what does it mean in reality? Yeah, and they're just numbers seeing, in your head. Yeah, right. you got to you see know, it. Like seeing the different impacts of pitches is why we've got those showrooms everywhere. Well, you know, one of the fun parts of the job is, you know, I've been in this industry for so long. I've seen LED since it's becoming prevalent, uh, more and more prevalent. But to be in the meetings where people haven't seen it before is just fun. You know, they they just, you know, you watch the faces melt like, oh, my God. Absolutely. I've seen it a handful of times and it gets me every time. <laughs> um, let's move into um, assuming that we have an application that is a good fit for a direct view LED video wall. Um, you know, we talked about big lobby displays, um, maybe an auditorium or um, a really high profile boardroom. Um, I know there's a lot of considerations that need to go into that decision as well. Once we've decided, yeah, I think direct view LED is the way to go. Um, we need to start talking about things like pixel pitch and, and things like that. So um, when it comes to pixel pitch and viewing distances, um, how do you walk clients through those considerations and making those decisions? Sure. Um, well, the, the, the first is to review the application. Um, there are still some, you know, in a, in a lot of cases, well, let me see if we take a step back. The LCD display manufacturers um, really started leaning into the UHD resolution, um, you know, with some experience at the LCD manufacturers as a background. I think a lot of it was, was or at least a good portion of it driven by the ability to increase the spec and sell a whole new product at new price points, while maybe the product you currently have in your home is working fine, but it doesn't have the new specs. Um, so, you know, we, we fight a lot against people who have seen enough uh, ball game commercials about the latest UHD displays that are all television or all LCD and saying, well, my boardroom is, is going to need to be a UHD screen because I know that that's what's current. Um, <laughs> it's not the case in direct view LED. You know, once you get into what's known as visual acuity, right? So this is what drives our, our pixel pitch conversations commonly. So pixel pitch is driven by visual acuity and visual acuity is the distance that your eyes are far enough from a pixelated wall that it can no longer make out the pixels and it appears like a smooth image. Um, Apple made this popular when they launched their retina display. So if you're old enough to remember when iPhones were very new, um, you used to be able to stare at your iPhone and kind of make out the pixels in your icons. Um, and if you brought it closer, you'd really see the pixels in your icons. Um, so they came out with their retina display, which was a higher resolution screen that when held in your hand, you could your retina could not make out the pixels anymore. 
Um, that was based off of visual acuity. So the, the quick and rough approximation is 10 times a pitch is your distance away from the wall and feet that it'll appear visually clear. So a 1.2 millimeter, you can't see the pixels from about 12 feet away and a 1.5 from 15 and a 2.5 from 25. Um, now the hard part is that when you're looking at a 1.5 millimeter at 15, 16 feet away and you can't see the pixels, taking one big step in front of that line doesn't become blurry and disorienting. It becomes slightly pixelated. <laughs> and so where, how close are you comfortable with the pixelization that you will have to where your audience will sit and be and how much the wall is going to cost to achieve uh, a visually clear image for the majority of your audience? Um, the math I like to use when, a, and, and again, this is why we have the showrooms then, right? We know a one-two is great from 12 feet away, but if the first chair in the room is actually going to be seated at six or seven feet away, like I think it's still a great image for someone that close, especially in the boardroom environment, because then the chair next to that person is going to be 10 feet away. And then the other five or six people down that table side, it looks like a massive television screen. So where do you draw that line? And we draw those lines frequently by visiting the walls in person and with the tape measure or counting ceiling tiles and assessing distance. And, you know, because again, those pitch stops add cost as you increase your resolution. Um, now, the I, I made a comment about understanding the, the media or the content or the use case. Um, for a lot of applications, for a lot of, you know, auditorium type applications, there are generally single images presented across the entire screen. Uh, the PowerPoint of the deck that's being reviewed or the video files that are being shown. So large 16 by nine images are common. Um, so then you could really work off of visual acuity. Um, where the, that case changes is in, you know, still a lot of security operation centers, like specifically, uh, because they're popular for having dozens, if not hundreds of camera feeds, right? Any sort of use that requires gobs of resolution to accurately display the data is where we're still, you know, considering a lot of LCD, unless it's the appropriate sort of client and application, we're stepping into a higher end LED wall is to be considered. Um, so, you know, that's where you start to split hairs on what's going on the wall, where's the audience going to be relative to that wall, and uh, and how much media will there be? Yeah, I mean, so let's let's paint that picture a little bit more in terms of like just maybe listing some specific like modern day applications. And Leanna, I think you can chime in here too. Like some of the projects that we do with our clients at Vistacom, like what are some of the like most um, like the growing types of applications? So you mentioned like boardrooms and conference rooms, but are there like in, in command and control in security operation centers or maybe in like entryways and that type of stuff? Do you guys really see certain applications really gravitating more towards like this is where direct view LED makes sense. Um, and this is where it makes sense to maybe invest in some pixel pitches that are, you know, better quality. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you nailed all, all the places that they're going. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the common business or the bread and butter of the business are those large conference rooms, boardrooms, and, and C-suites. Right. Um, you know, that, that's very common. Um, then, again, you know, your, your lobbies and entryways, the behind reception. Um, and then, you know, another element of it is where you move away from visual communication and move more into digital architectural elements. Um, you know, we, we see the, the ribbons, you know, like long corridors or hallways in uh, corporate buildings or event spaces where they'll build a video wall that's, you know, three feet tall, but runs 50 feet for the entire length of the corridor. And it could be used for art or, or what have you. Um, the, the other big one that we're starting to see more is the, the corporate broadcast studios are adopting like uh, VR, XR for backdrops. Um, you know, we're seeing that. Uh, we're seeing higher education. Um, we're, yeah, a lot of higher education from interesting things like being the new displays in the auditoriums, 
um, to just trying to differentiate and, and be cooler than the next, um, you know, <laughs> and especially when you start to get into athletic programs. Right. Um, we've had a number, you know, uh, our case studies page has a number of them. One of them that I got to participate in was uh, West Virginia University's Mountaineers football program. Um, huge project. Um, just to hype the players up before the game. Um, but you, you, so it really runs, runs the, the gamut. Um, you know, we've got major league and it's real interesting the, the, where you can go, right? So we've got major league sports organizations that use our video walls in the, in the conference rooms that they're operating from on draft day. And they've got, you know, huge walls and collaboration software to manage contracts and files and, you know, everything. Um, all the way down to, you know, uh, we've had a K through 12 put a digital LED wall into the lobby of their new uh, athletic building. You know, so it's where the kids come to play basketball um, and there's a, a digital LED, a direct view LED wall in the lobby doing their their school's community announcements and, and the schedule. One of the most common things that I've seen is when we are talking with clients about video walls. Um, when we end up deciding to go the direct view LED route, it's almost always because they want something that differentiates themselves. Um, they want to be leading edge. They want to be modern. They want to be aesthetically, um, you know, really super attractive um, in some sort of in some sort of way, and I've seen a lot of that recently. And I actually went through a, an interesting exercise with a client recently where we compared the cost of an LCD video wall to a direct view LED video wall for their digital signage application. Interestingly enough, the direct view LED option actually, from a cost perspective came in the same, if not lower, than the LCD video wall um, application, which is yeah. really interesting right. to me. And the I know- is happening. Right now, it's, yeah. it's right around like nine panels. So if you're looking at a, a premium LCD option, so a 700 nit panel, uh, a 0.88 millimeter bezel gap, and you're looking at uh, you know nine panels of that for a three by three, uh, versus say like a 1.8 millimeter and doing it as a 1080p wall and LED, you're you're starting to hit a crossover point where they're cost competitive. And then as you go further that way and use more LCD, LED starts to to win out. Right. Yep. That's what we've been seeing. And cost always comes up when we talk about going the direct view LED route. I think you mentioned that earlier, right? Sometimes people are shocked by the cost. Sure. Um, but it's an investment, in my opinion. Um, so I think they can actually be more cost effective in the long run. So, um, and, so and the market's moving to more cost affordable, cost effective solutions, right? Right. Um, you know, what, what would have cost, you know, a half a million dollars five or six years ago is getting done for under 100K now. Um, so th that's where that accessibility's come in. Um, but, you know, we've got, you know, you end up, you, you can't cheat. You, you, you can only, <laughs> you can only offer such a low price point for such a cutting edge technology. Um, you know, the coarser pitch, um, you know, your outdoor messaging signs in that six millimeter, 10 millimeter, um, it's not very costly per square foot, but you can't use that inside. But when you start to come inside and you're you're looking in those common pitches of one two one five, um, there's different performance levels available. Um, and for us, that you know, it comes down to like cabinet construction. So there are you know, like cars are a popular thing people understand. Well, now I'm going to talk trashy about certain certain car manufacturers. Maybe I'll step away from that. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know, there's entry level product, there's mainstream product, and there's premium product. Um, and the same goes with with LED. Um, the the you know the planar options are entry level, are more cost effective, but they're still a planar solution. We still support them the way we do everything else. Um, the the cabinets, you know, we've got really great fancy cabinets that are all metal and all metal back boxed and 
and the modules are backed by metal, creates a more seamless wall for a longer period of time. Um, but we've also got products that have a little more plastic in place of the metal, and it starts to save real dollars, and people are able to get into LED technology at price points that they could still adopt. Um, and that's happening more often, right? Like we're, we're launching um, our ultra res LED line um, at Infocom next week. Um, it's an all-in-one 135-inch at entry-level entry-level solution, entry-level price points. Um, but the, you know the options are are coming down. So I do want to take a second, um, since we do like to dive deeper here on Tech Unravel, to talk about what's behind the video yeah. wall, like you Thinking were mentioning, the, yes. the, the, the cabinetry, um, because obviously we're all very attracted to what's in the front of it. But what are some of the important considerations that you would recommend people consider when looking into this? Sure. Um, well, I guess first is just understanding how they work, right? Like a TV is pretty cut and dry. You unbox it, you plug it in, your TV's ready. Um, LED is not going to go that way. Um, so, you know, when, uh, going back to that 165 inch, that 165 inch screen would be um, 36 cabinets, six cabinets wide, six cabinets tall. Uh, the, the cabinets um, have no bezels to them. And they, they house the power supply and the sending and receiving cards, like components that, that make the wall work. And then they're faced with the LEDs. So those cabinets go, you know, we precisely install them onto a flat wall um, with a wall mount that's a standard component for us. Um, and then the displays become front serviceable. So after the wall is built, if there's a power supply issue or a receiving card fails, the modules come off the face of the wall and you address the, the technology from right there and then you put the modules back and the wall's operational again. Um, so uh, there's a lot of power that goes into driving these 36 cabinets of LED. So behind one of these LED walls is most frequently a number of uh, AC power circuits and a number of receptacles to drive the wall. Um, and and our premium line, the Direct Light Ultra, happens to be a remote power solution. Um, but so there would still be a low voltage DC power cabling ran from a rack room environment to the video wall. Um, but the video wall um, is essentially developed in like two major components, right? So we've got the video screen and then we've got the inputs. So all of that's bundled together in a television. The inputs are right on the back and then it works through the display to drive the display. In the video wall, your HDMIs are going to go into the video wall processor or controller, and that's a rack-based component. And then the output of that device, so the HDMIs go into that, and then that outputs either CAT6 or fiber cables up to the wall to tell each of the individual pixels what they're actually doing. Um, and then there's a different, not all of those controllers are created equal. Um, we've, there's a number of actual manufacturers, so we manufacture our own line, um, and then we popularly use color light, uh, as one of the controllers in our, that supports our walls. We resell them, you know, they're an OEM of video wall controllers, um, and we use them. Um, and then Brompton, um, is another one that's more of a legacy from the broadcast world and our direct light pro series that just launched last week now supports Brompton controllers as well. Um, what you get in those controllers um, is, is source management, windowing, uh, maybe color adjustments. Um, but the primary thing is to, even in the most entry level, is to take a signal and tell the video wall the picture that it's producing. Yeah, I think Leanna, that's a good that's a good point um, to bring up. Where I know, like our engineers and our technicians seek out um, manufacturers like Planar who invest in ensuring that that type of controllers and all the magic that happens behind the scenes is, you know, state of the art is the best of the best, you know, because there's a lot of them out there. And it's not always like Michael was talking about all accurate and, um, you know, the best possible product it could be. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Our our selection in terms of technology that we recommend, um, there's always a ton of, of of research and testing and quality assurance that goes behind it. And um, 
there are many direct view LED options out there on the market. Uh, so many, but Vistacom specifically chooses um, our preferred manufacturers like Planar for a reason. And, and that's some of those reasons. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, there are a number of them. Um, you, what you'll find is the coarser pitches. There's a lot more of manufacturers out there because it is a legacy technology that's been around for decades. Um, and then when you start to get into the finer pitch, the field does window down to a few that are, are capable here. Um, but no, we appreciate, you know, we're, we're number one in the U.S. Uh, we're number one globally in, in the fine pitch. So this is um, right in our wheelhouse is that 2.5 millimeter and under. Um, but if you, you know, cruise our website, you'll see uh, lots of other products. You know, so Planar is a Liard company and Liard's the world's largest manufacturer of direct view LED. Um, so with that, you know, we've got flexible product. Uh, we've got transparent window LED products. We've got building wrap meshes. We've got floors. Um, you know, we've got every style of LED out there, high, bright, weatherproof, um, you know, high resolution outdoor. Um, but the, the bulk of the market is made up in these indoor fine pitches um, of your, your conference rooms, lobbies, entryways, uh, things like that, for sure. Michael, one application we, we haven't touched on yet is interactivity and making a direct view LED video wall uh, capable of, of touch um, interactivity. So um, have you seen a lot of that recently? And uh, I know it's trending among some of our clients. So curious on your opinions there. Yes, um, it's, uh, the, the touch video wall um, is excellent when it's fully thought out for its long-term use case. <laughs> Uh, so we do it, right? It is a technology that's capable. We can talk about how we do that. Um, I just say that up front because, you know, large collaboration screens, you know, get into that 85 inch size, um, have been around for, you know, the better part of the last decade now. Um, and then we've been doing touch video walls for years as well. Um, and so we've got an install base of people that have had products out there and gone through you know, the early adopting of, of the large collaboration screen. And um, one of the resounding feedback that comes back is something about we didn't use it the way we thought we would. Um, so I always like to mention that when people mention collaborative walls. And I've then since come to recognize some buzzwords in the client evaluation meeting that I'll start to throw this flag on the play of like, you know, <laughs> let's hang on a sec. Um, and it's like where they say like we to flip through PowerPoints or to maybe annotate on like documents. Like those are the ones that people said they would do that and then do that and then say they never thought they, they use it the way they thought they would. Um, so without a clear understanding around your collaboration and how or why there is that collaborative need for the touch wall, I usually say, well, let's rethink it. Um, and then when people do think they're going to collaborate, I'm going to name drop one of our, our great partners is a company called T1V, and they have a solution called ThinkHub. It is the best collaborative solution I've ever seen for a video wall. So it's like, if you're going to look at a, a collaborative video wall, you also need to be looking at a piece of software like this to use with it, or else you're going to tell me you never use it the way you thought you were going to use it because just flipping through PowerPoints and using the marker, it doesn't justify what you're, what you're putting together. I agree. I think there needs to be a, a process behind the collaboration that you aspire to have with this video wall. And that process needs to be driven by something that's going to enable collaboration across all the parties using it. And Absolutely. It takes some thought. Application. Right. Um, so, you know, where we see it successfully deployed, um, is again with within the T1V type of environment, uh, and I'm I'm assuming there's you know someone else that does something similar, but we've always worked closely with them. Um, so that that arena of collaborative solutions, um, uh, the, the higher education, um, I, I think like specifically in like science and math labs, we we see that where a number of students are working on problems or something uh, communally at the board. Um, and then, you know, uh, exhibit applications, 
um, a lot of museums and, and children's centers, um, where again, the, the end use application and content is fully designed and fully understood, and they need the wall to execute that, right? So, you know, we've got a case study on our website um, where it's a children's museum where you use touchscreens to design dinosaurs, and then the dinosaurs end up walking across the LED wall over your head. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So the, the when you're doing a touch collaboration wall, um, and, and it, there are costs that are going to associate with it, right? So your touch means you're up close. So you're usually in that four to five foot range. And with picking pitches, you know, the coarsest you could really get to for a touch LED wall is about 1.2 millimeter uh, before it just becomes a little too coarse to work with in that touch environment. And optimally, you'd want to be, you know, on the other side of one millimeter and like a 0.9 or a 0.7, um, which is where costs start to increase and where we still see a number of large video walls for collaboration done out of LCD screens um, because you can start the balance there, right? You, um, what we do, you know, so your, your LED products would be uh, protected with a silicone resin coating that helps seat the, the solder bonds that hold the, the modules to that connect the modules, I'm sorry, that connect the pixels to the module. Uh, we backfill all those solder bonds with an epoxy resin, uh, which can then be cleaned and then protects the screen. Uh, and then the whole screen gets a, you know, an infrared IR touch kit that goes around it that makes the whole wall a touch wall. And in the LCD realm, uh, we bond a Gorilla Glass to the face of the LCDs and then again, we build the video wall out of the protected LCD glass, and it gets an IR touch kit that goes around it. And, you know, they can take the everyday impact of people using it and being cleaned. Wonderful. I, I, I see great potential for um, touch interactivity across um, some of the um, collaborative applications we're seeing right now. And I think we'll see a lot more of it in the future. Like you said, right now, I think it's, it's um, for very specific applications, but um, especially within higher ed, I've been seeing a lot of applications for it. Um, and also when I think about higher ed, transitioning into my next question, um, uh, not only higher ed, but my corporate as well, is this new 21 by nine format that really excites me. Um, and I know, um, I believe it was last year at Infocom, you had an example, um, but we're doing even more with it now, right? Right. Uh, so 21 by nine, that's an aspect ratio. Um, our standard televisions and monitors are frequently 16 by nine. So the 21 by nine format is more of a widescreen format. Um, and it's catching a lot of buzz in the last 12 months. Um, with Microsoft promoting um, what's known as a front row view for their Teams rooms. Um, it, it optimizes, you know, the portraits of your attendees to be more life-size um, and gives you a large center image of your shared media and then sidebars of raised hands and chat. It just gives you more screen real estate to put the important stuff up for a, a virtual meeting onto the screen at once. But I think the biggest was the life-size images of the faces of your attendees and, and, and a bigger size. Um, and then, you know, I, I, you learn something every day at work. Um, while everyone buzzes around Microsoft having front row, um, I was with my app engineer in our showroom, and we have a 21 by 9 wall in the room ran from a, a dedicated computer set to the 21 by nine aspect ratio and resolution of the wall. And Zoom will natively fill a 21 by nine screen. <laughs> so Zoom doesn't have front row, but they don't need front row. They just create a layout that will fill your 21 by nine wall. Um, so 21 by nine has certainly been quite popular. Um, I think a, a bit of it's got to do with ceilings. Um, a lot of time, you know, you, you want to go big screen, you end up bumping into an eight, nine and 10 foot ceiling. Um, so when you start talking about, you know, that 165 inch screen, that's, um, that's six and a half feet tall. So if you can't really put that into a room with a nine foot ceiling. Um, but a 21 by nine wall, that's the same width, 
um, is now only four and a half feet tall. That does fit in that room. And now you've got functional screen space that, you know, isn't just uh, a 16 by nine floating in the middle. You know, we've, we've got larger screens with more data to put more content up. Yeah, I think it speaks to the meaning equity that we're all talking about right now. We're always concerned with the equity of the person on the far end feeling like they're still a part of the, the room or the office. But at the same time, I think it comes from the other end, those of us who are in the office, now we can see all the remote participants. And it's just like they're sit, sitting right next to us in one of the conference room chairs. Um, I think it's game changing and I think I think it would bring a lot of value um, to an organization. So um, do you guys plan on showing that again at Infocom this year? We are, and we, we've, we've added that LCD offer in the shape as well. Um, so we have what we call our uh, UC completes for unified communications. Um, and they're the 0.9 and the 1.2 millimeter uh, and the 1.5 and a couple of configurations between you know, 12 feet wide and 16 feet wide uh, in that 21 by nine shape. Um, and then we have the LCD screen, that's a 105 inch diagonal and a 21 by nine shape as well. Awesome, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it really is like, when you see it in person, it, it really, you can tell that this is a trend that might really catch on, especially in like, like you said, like in a higher ed and corporate spaces and conferencing spaces. Um, having more of that real estate in a wider view not only allows like the people to be more lifelike and more involved and equitable in the space and participating in the collaboration, but I know like we've even found this like in meetings at Vistacom, like oftentimes you need to have multiple sources on the wall and be able to have that multi-imaging, more space for, for media and that type of stuff where you're not conflicting with the meeting that's going on. Um, it really is kind of an, an interesting interesting layout that's, that's become more popular. Um, we, we talk about the the smiles that you get to see every now and again. I just had one of those days uh, in the showroom last week. Um, it's been a project that's been going around for a little while. Um, and I think they're, they're, they're moving up from 275 inches next to each other. Um, and it's progressed to the point where the decision makers and the principals of the organization came out to see it. And, and we ran a little Teams meeting in the room on the screen. Like the, what we had is actually what they'll be getting. And they were just smiling. Yeah. <laughs> just like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be so cool. Look how, yeah. look how like grown up we're about to look with the sort of technology right, right now. And you can just see it fitting. You can see you right. can see your your meetings kind of transforming yeah. for the better. Yeah, the room that the room that we have in our in the PA showroom um, is was comparable to the meeting room that they're putting it into. So it was like they were almost home for what their space is going to look like, and they were just so happy. And it's so cool to see. You know, it's 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 fun to do what I do sometimes because you're delivering stuff that make people smile. Absolutely. And you joke about it, you know, being like grown up, you know, we're going to have a grown up look and feel, but to be honest, to be, ha to have uh, an effective and impressive and efficient, um, you know, setup in terms of a, you know, simple conference room, like you were saying, is not too far off. And it doesn't even really have to be, you know, um, crazy expensive either. Um, there are so many options now and it's come such a far away with this technology. What do you think is in the future for LED technology specifically? I think it's more of the same. Um, you know, I, you know the, the, the biggest advancement for us in, in the last couple of years is the direct light ultra series. Um, all of the other LEDs that we've sold, every pixel is its own surface mounted device. So every pixel gets soldered to the board. Um, the direct light ultra and our, our 0.9 and finer, we now assemble a little component that is four pixels. We make a little package of two by two of pixels and it makes it a far more resilient device and it allows us to get down to a 0.6 millimeter pitch. Um, a 0.6 millimeter pitch is the same as the 55 inch ultra narrow bezel products. So there's now technology that directly replace LCD video walls at the same resolution without the bezels and complete uniformity. So we're there. That's incredible. 
Yeah. And, and what I think we'll do is that'll keep going further, right? I think we'll probably see a little bit past 0.6. Um, but that sort of technology should fall into other lines, right? So, you know, while that gets better, it, it's all about advancing to produce more for less. So as that technology advances, it's going to come down, it's going to trend into other lines. And, you know, I've, I've been... I've been doing this for long enough. Like I'm starting to say like, I may end up with an LED video screen in my house. Right. I, <laughs> and like, I think my kids, if they're into having a big screen, I think they'll certainly, it'll certainly be attainable in their life. Right. right. So, Very cool. you know, like the, that's where I think the future is going, right. More accessible. So it can be more places. Um, and the, the technologies will continue to make advancements to make it easier to deploy and less of, less less expensive, so it's more readily adoptable. Leanna, That's I think really we great. gotta we gotta end it there. That was such a perfect wrap up to this entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree, and we'll see more of you, Michael, at Infocom. What are you most excited for this year in Planar's booth? Uh, everyone that's going to be visiting, um, you know, I, we got to see a lot of the stuff that's coming out already at the, our, our sales kickoff, but you know, Infocom's a small industry and it's just great to know that you're going to see everyone again. Um, you know, uh, we'll be showcasing all of these new products we've already discussed, uh, direct light pro. I've not seen a lot of that yet. That'll be new and in the booth. Um, the ultra res led will be there. Uh, and then we're still doing another virtual broadcast set. Um, I know we're wrapped, but the, the technology that goes into virtual production is amazing. Um, yeah. And it's an entire planar solution. And we'll be showing that as well. Yeah, that was certainly one of the most impressive things I saw at Infocom last yeah, year. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole other conversation. So <laughs> lots to talk about and explore there. So, all right, Michael, where can everybody find out more about Planar, LED technology, other technology, get in contact with you? And also, what is your booth number at Infocom? Oh, wow. I, yeah, I got to go hunting for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the fast and easiest way to find out about Planar is to go to planar.com. Um, and then Infocom, our booth number at Infocom, um, is going to be not too far from my fingertips here. Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> that is in booth 2243 um, next All week. Right. Planar Infocom booth 2243. Perfect. And how do you get a hold of me? Well, you can take my email address. I don't know, michael.ohalloran at planar.com. I'll uh, give you a cell phone too if you want. Yes. I'm here. This is what we do. Um, let me know if I can help answer any of your questions and help you understand the technology better. Michael's a great partner of ours, as is Planar, like we said. Um, so if any of our listeners are interested in uh, diving into more LED technology for your applications, let us know. We'll walk you through all the things we talked about today and more. But thank you, Michael, so much. Your insights are always my favorite and they're always so valuable. Really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. All right, so please be sure everyone to join us next time as we unravel more tech in the pro AV world. And just remember, you can't spell tech unraveled without AV. All right, bye everybody. <laughs> bye. bye, -bye.